The following is a sermon from Christ Memorial Church. We are a multi-site church in the St. Louis area. We are compelled by two words, loved and sent. We believe everyone is loved deeply by God through His Son, Jesus Christ, and everyone is sent with great purpose wherever they go. You can find out more about us at cmstl.org or reliantchurch.org. Enjoy the following sermon. So a couple weeks ago, uh, I was on a Zoom call with a few of our members, and everything was good. Uh, after some initial setup, uh, we got the videos working. All of the mute buttons were turned off. Uh, we could see each other. We could hear each other. It was going great. And then, about 20 minutes into our conversation, we got this notification that said, Internet connection unstable. And within a few minutes, the video pixelated, the audio started sounding funny, and then everything froze. I couldn't tell you if it was on my end or their end or some other cause, uh, but the result was no video, no audio, nothing. And in this era of Zoom calls and video chats, and by your chuckles, I can tell some of you have had a, a similar experience. Connection unstable. That could be the subtitle for this year, 2020. Uh, connection unstable. Uh, because through about mid-March, everything was good. Uh, yes, things weren't perfect. There were problems in the world and in our individual lives. But uh, I don't know about you, but for me, those seem kind of like a distant memory now. Because in about mid-March, the pandemic hit. And then the economy went on a roller coaster. And then issues of injustice and civil unrest boiled over protest and counter-protest. Oh, and by the way, there's an election coming up this year, in case you didn't know. And as a result, all of those contact points we had, all those connections we enjoyed back at the beginning of the year are now unstable, maybe completely severed. Every one of us, to one degree or another, has experienced this, this disconnection, uh, this disruption, and it's affected every area of life, work, family, school, you name it, whether it's a big, monumental, once-in-a-lifetime kind of change or, or maybe something a little bit smaller, mundane, like dinners together, normal bedtime. Every area of life, some more, some less, has been turned over, flipped upside down, disrupted. Connection unstable. In John 15, uh, Jesus uses an image of a vine and the branches uh, for his relationship with his disciples. And, and it's a pretty simple metaphor. Uh, Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches. And in this series, we're taking a look at, at how to be connected to Jesus. How does this vine and branches metaphor work? Because we believe that connection to Jesus is everything. That nothing is more important for your life now and your life in eternity than being connected to Jesus. Because Jesus is our life. He's our source. Jesus is how we receive the love of the Father and, and joy in our lives. Connection to Jesus is everything. And even though we believe this, perhaps in these last few months, your connection to Jesus has been a bit unstable. That our faith and, and those connection points that we once enjoyed, like everything else, have been subject to disruption. And so this week and next, we ask, how, how will we stay connected to Jesus when things are disconnected? 
when, when your prior contact points aren't available anymore, what new patterns will you establish, or how will you re-engage with old ones, perhaps in a new way? How will you be connected to Jesus? Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches. It's a simple metaphor. Uh, we know that a branch cannot survive apart from the rest of the plant. It has to be connected to the root and to the vine. And so in the same way that a branch has to be connected to the, uh, to the vine, that it's from the vine, it receives its life, its being, so too people who are connected to Jesus receive their life and their action from him. And on the other side, branches that are disconnected from the vine dry out and wither and die. And so too, people who are disconnected from Jesus dry out and wither, they're cut off. Apart from the vine, the branch can do nothing. Apart from Jesus, you and I can do nothing. Connection to Jesus is everything. And it's only by being connected to Jesus that any of us can bear any fruit. And as we take a look at John 15, I get stuck on the very first verse. I invite you to read this with me. Jesus said, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Jesus said, I am the true vine. It's an implication there that there are false vines. And that's where I get wondering, what are these false vines? What are the false vines in my life, in the church, in our congregation? Uh, what are the false vines in the world and in our society right now? And, and how do you tell? How, how do you know the difference between the true vine and false vines? This image of a vine, it's prevalent all throughout Scripture. We saw an example of it in our Old Testament reading in Isaiah chapter 5. And in that chapter, God's depicted as a farmer, as a vine dresser. And like any good vine dresser, he does everything needed for his vine to succeed. He cultivates it, he nourishes it, he protects it. And when he goes to look for fruit at harvest time, fruit of righteousness and justice, he finds only bad fruit, bloodshed, outcry, oppression. Jesus said, you'll know the tree by its fruit. Bad fruit indicates a bad tree. Bad fruit is evidence of connection to a false vine. Jesus said, I am the true vine. In this series, we've been looking at uh, God's word and the images of, of landscape uh, and of agriculture to, to try to understand uh, our current moment. And we've talked about how uh, things are disrupted, disconnected, and turned over, how the soil is tilled and ready for planting. But there's a risk there. Because tilled soil is fertile not just for harvest, but also for weeds. Not just for the true vine, but for connection to false ones. So I've got some statistics for you. Since the pandemic started in March, alcohol and legal marijuana sales are up approximately 30%. Deaths from drug overdose are up 18%. Pornography use is up 20%. Uh, nationally, internet searches on divorce uh, from March until May were up 32%. Uh, it's compared to a 6% decrease last year. Calls to the National Domestic Violence Hotline increased almost 10%. 
pandemic's affected our work. People are working more, uh, working from home. And as a result, the average work week has increased by 10%. And that's on top of all the additional extra things that each of us are doing to care for ourselves and our families at home. And when I look at these things, I think, what, what is the fruit of all of this? I see addiction and abuse. I see stress and anxiety. I see death. I see bad fruit. Of course, this isn't an exhaustive list, and these are just some of, the, some of the easy targets, right? Something that a quick Google search can provide some data on. And so maybe uh, one or more of these is prevalent in your life. Maybe none of them are. But the truth is, every one of us is tempted to be connected to false vines. Things that we think will bring us life, that we think will make life easier, somehow more fulfilling, but in the end, only result in bad fruit. And, and so how can you tell? Well, here's a simple diagnostic. Does this thing, what, whatever it is, does my connection to this thing, does it draw me closer to Jesus, or does it pull me away? Does it strengthen my connection to the true vine and produce good fruit in my life, fruit that's pleasing to God and of service to the people around me? Or is it a false vine that only produces bad fruit? What are the false vines in your life right now? It's a question worth considering. But before we get too far down that road, and you start to wonder, am I connected to Jesus at all? We need, to, we need to pay attention to the next two verses, because Jesus says something really important here. Uh, there's an assumption in Jesus' words, that the branches are already connected to the vine, uh, that you are already connected to Jesus. Jesus says this. He says, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, the Father takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more. Now, every branch is subject to either being taken away or pruned. That, that's just the way it is. But then Jesus says this. He says, already you are clean because of the word I have spoken to you. And I want you to notice these two words Jesus uses, prunes and clean. They come from the same root. They have, they have the same meaning. It's the sense of purification, of being cleansed by removal, by removal of dirt, of harmful substances, of undesirable things. It, it's like addition by subtraction. And so pruning is a really good image for this because, well, we kind of know how that works. With pruning, you take off pieces, parts of the plant that aren't fruitful, that aren't desirable, and as a result, the branch's connection to the vine becomes stronger. The branch overall becomes more fruitful. And remember, apart from the vine, the branch can do nothing. Apart from Jesus, you and I can do nothing, and that includes connecting ourselves to the vine in the first place. It's not like a branch goes out looking for some sort of vine to attach itself to. It doesn't work that way. Rather, the branch grows out of the vine. You are already connected to Jesus. You are connected to Jesus in your baptism, connected to his death and his resurrection, and now his abundant, joyful, everlasting life flows through you. You're connected to Jesus. Every time you hear and respond to his words, a promise and instruction for your life, you are connected to Jesus as the Holy Spirit cultivates 
and nurtures and grows faith in you and prunes away all of those false connections to the false vines. You are already connected to Jesus. And to those who are connected to him, Jesus says, abide. Abide. Abide in me and I in you. Abide sounds like such a simple word, uh, kind of a a passive, relaxing kind of word. When I think abide, I think of uh, sitting in an inflatable chair in the middle of a pool on a sunny day. You just kind of, you sit back and you just abide. Like a branch, like a vine. Because, well, that's what a branch is. It's what a branch does. A branch abides. It's just connected. But this is where the metaphor starts to break down a little bit. Because when Jesus tells his disciples to abide, it's a command. To abide requires something of us. It's not passive at all. It's extremely active. I actually just thought of this on my drive-in this morning. Uh, You you guys remember the kids' game, uh, King of the Hill, where where one one kid stands on top of some sort of pedestal or pile and everybody else is trying to pull him down. The one on the hill abides, and it takes great energy, great effort to be still and to stay while things are trying to pull you away. To abide is to persist, to endure, to stay, to remain. There's a stickiness and a stubbornness to abiding. You're already connected to Jesus. The Word and the Spirit, God has done for you what you could never do for yourself. He has connected you to Jesus. And now, now as those who are connected to the true vine, Jesus says, abide something we need to hear today when our connections are unstable and disrupted. Jesus says, abide. So back to our question. With all of our normal connection points disrupted, uh, how will you stay connected to Jesus? Uh, How will you stay connected to that same word, that same promise that connected you to him in the first place? How will you abide? I've got three things for you to do, three ways for you to abide right now. Uh, And the first one, you've already done. Uh, Congratulations, you're a third of the way there. It's as simple as this, be present in worship. The first thing to do to abide is be present in worship. Be with us in person. If you can't join us in person, uh, join us on our live stream, Sundays at 9 a.m. If you can't be part of that uh, at that particular time, log in, watch it on demand later in the week. Be present in worship. Hear and respond to God's word to you each and every week. Put it in your calendar. I I don't know, maybe you're like me. If it's not in my calendar, there's a 99% chance that it will not happen. So make an appointment to abide with Jesus every week. And kind of a a 1A and a 1B uh, for this one. Uh, If you're a high schooler or a middle schooler, and we've got a special opportunity for you to abide uh, with Jesus and with others your age. So starting next week, Sunday, September 13th, at 5 o'clock, our high schoolers and middle schoolers are going to gather here uh, to share a meal, uh, to share study and discussion around God's Word, to share worship together, led by high schoolers and middle schoolers. We're going to try it again in October and November, but here's what you need to know for now. Be here 5 o'clock next Sunday, September 13th. If you want more information... Uh, You can talk to Daniel Meyer. He's floating around here somewhere. Uh, You can talk to Addie Cunningham. I see Addie in the back. She knows about it. Uh, Find out 
what's going on September 13th if you're a high schooler or middle schooler. And then uh, if you're a little bit younger, or some of you, I see parents, I see uh, grandparents in here uh, for fourth graders and down. Uh, Miss Naomi and our connection teachers have been working very hard to provide ways for you to connect with God's word with your families during the week. And so do that. Set aside time every week, at least one day a week, uh, to read God's word together, to pray together. Uh, and parents, grandparents, we're not throwing you under the bus. You're not on your own in this. Uh, but Miss Naomi and her staff have produced a series of videos and instructions uh, to support and encourage and give you a few tips on how to engage in God's word, how to connect your family with Jesus each and every week. So you can talk to Miss Naomi more about that or any of our Connections teachers. So that's thing one. Be present worship. If you're a high schooler or middle schooler, be here next Sunday, 5 o'clock. If you're a family with young children at home, commit to connect once a week in God's word and prayer together. Thing two, engage in what we're calling the daily pattern. Uh, daily pattern is something new we're trying. We're going to do it for at least the next four weeks and see how it goes. Uh, but the daily pattern is just that. It's a daily order uh, of prayer and devotion that includes invocation, confession, prayer, and word. Uh, you can get it uh, online, uh, digital format through our website. Uh, you can pick up a hard copy. We've got copies on the back table on your way out you can grab. Uh, you can download it as a podcast. We're going to record it so you can listen to it on your commute or sometime throughout your day. Uh, and the daily pattern will follow a, a similar pattern each and every week. Each day of the week is dedicated to a specific life uh, area. Uh, so whether that's at home or work or church or society, there, there's a focus every day of the week. And then the word section will change. We'll look back at our prior sermon. We'll look at the scripture that we studied together in worship and give you one or two devotional thoughts to consider and meditate on. Altogether, it will take 10 to 15 minutes. That's it. But in those few minutes, you will be connected to Jesus. You will abide with your Lord. So for more information on that, uh, check out our website. Uh, check out um, our, our YouTube channel. It will be on there. Uh, take a look at Pastor Jeff's blog uh, for more information on the daily pattern. But that's thing two. Engage every day with God's word. And then lastly, cut something out of your life. Consider what are the false vines and remove them. Uh, and I'll give you an example. I tend to live at a pretty fast pace. Uh, To-do lists, productivity apps, all that kind of stuff. Uh, even before the pandemic, I lived this way. Uh, and since, since the pandemic, things have only gotten faster. All gas, no brakes. That's kind of that's my pace. And, you know, I joked a little bit earlier about having worship in your calendar. For me, it's not a joke. It's, it's actually in there. You, you can see it, along with everything else. And so uh, there will be times where I'm doing a devotion, a daily devotion, or I'm doing something that uh, I'm hoping is going to orient me to God's word, and then five minutes later, I'm helping the kids with math homework, or I'm driving off somewhere, listening to music, or listening to a podcast, and I've completely forgotten everything I just heard. It's gone. And it is so dangerous. Because the world will see that, that the productivity, the world will look at the things that I'm doing, and they'll, they'll applaud, they'll cheer me on, say, you're winning, you're crushing it, keep going. The truth is, a false find pulls me away from Jesus. 
away from the word, all, all for the sake of getting a few more things crossed off my to-do list. Rather than rushing off what I need to do, I need to pause, linger, abide. You probably have a, a different thing in your life, a different false vine uh, that you're connected to or tempted to be connected to. Uh, maybe it's one of the things we talked about earlier. Maybe, maybe it's something we haven't mentioned at all, but, but take some time later today or, or during this week and consider what are the false vines in my life? What needs to be pruned? And if you find one, be ruthless. Cut it out and throw it away. So how do we abide in Jesus in, in this moment? Do these three things. Be present worship. Engage in the daily pattern with your brothers and sisters here. Cut out a false vine, those things that are pulling you away from Jesus. And abide. Last week we talked about how as the seed, Jesus sets the pattern for the Christian life, the seed that dies and through that death generates new life. And the same is true this week. Jesus sets the pattern Jesus always sets the pattern. In the same way Jesus tells his disciples to abide, Jesus himself abides. And as someone who has his fair share of connections to false vines, I take comfort in that, that Jesus abides, stays with the love of the Father, and follows everything that the Father told him to do, even when I don't. And that Jesus abides with his disciples. He persists, he endures, even those who need to be pruned from time to time. Jesus is the vine. You and I are the branches. Abide in Jesus because he has already connected you to himself. In his name, amen. Thank you again for listening to the sermon from Christ Memorial. If you happen to be in St. Louis or live in St. Louis, we would love to meet you and have you join us for worship on Sunday. We are located in South County, St. Louis at 5252 South Lindbergh. We also have a city site called Reliant that is located on the St. Louis University Medical Campus in Crave Coffee House. You can find all of our worship times and information at cmstl.org or reliantchurch.org. Hope you have a good day, and remember, you are loved by God deeply through His Son, Jesus Christ, and you are sent with great purpose wherever you go. Have a good day.